Hi, I'm Allie V, and welcome to Behind the Illness, a podcast about mental health. Each week, I'll talk about the psychological, social, and biological aspect of living with mental illness. We'll dive deep and analyze it from all angles and talk about how important it is to take care of our own mental health. Let's get started. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the second to last episode of season four of Behind the Illness. This was the one that was supposed to be uploaded on March 12th, but due to internet issues, um, I had to put it off. But here it is. Here it is now. And uh, we're going to finish off season four. Uh, We don't have anything this Friday. No episodes this Friday, but next Thursday, we've got the Behind the Illness question and answer live Facebook stream on Facebook. Yes, on Facebook. And um, that will be, I will let everybody know what time that's going to start. And uh, we're going to have fun with that. So just join me on Facebook, ask me some questions about the podcast, about myself, about mental health, um, you know, any kind of stuff. It'll be a fun, fun time. And, um, and then after that, of course, we've got the True Crime Summer Series starting on the 30th. So, um, we are getting there, y'all. We're getting there. We are, um, got a lot planned. A lot, a lot planned. And a big, big announcement on June 18th that I cannot wait to announce and get it out there and get it out of my brain. So, um... But yeah, um, that, I guess, is all the announcements. Um, I'm trying to think. There was going to be, I was going to do um, like a bonus episode on Demi Lovato and uh, her situation. Um, but I'm going to put that in blog form. I'm not going to put that on the podcast. And um, so definitely go check out my website probably within the, the next couple weeks. And uh, I'll, I'll have something on that. Um, I feel like I can write a little bit better when I'm talking about this subject. So rather, you know, compared to speaking. So yeah, but uh, yeah, so I guess we're just going to jump right into it because we're at the end of the season here. Um, not many announcements, but um, you know, we, we're, we're getting there. We're getting to the summer series and it's going to be a fun, fun time. And I can't wait. I can't wait. But again, um, if you have any suggestions for that. Um, go to behindtheillness.com slash contact. Give me some suggestions I can do for the uh, summer series. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. But until then, here is the dorky ad that I will be recording for next season. And uh, I hope you enjoy. So uh, we're going to jump right into it. What it's like to go to therapy. Let's do it. All right. So before I get started, you know, Therapy pretty much varies from person to person, but overall, as a general, um, you know, topic or a general, um, you know, I can't think of the word. I can't think of the word. Um, I'm just having a brain fart, y'all. Um, as a general therapy, um, it's all pretty much the same. Uh, there's different kinds of therapy that's not really much that you need to to know as a first time um patient for therapy or client for therapy um i think that 
once you find a therapist, they can definitely um, talk to you about those options. Or, you know, you could go online and look up the different therapy options. So the most, um, the most widely used one is called CBT, which is Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Um, that is for, you know, anything that has to do with your, um, your, your behavior, honestly, due to the thoughts or, you know, the mental illness that you may have. It is, it's, it's the talk therapy, basically. I'm not trying to confuse anybody, but, um, that's what it is. So most likely you'll probably be starting with CBT. Um, there's definitely other options that you could be interested in. So just talk with your therapist. Um, once you find one, it's okay to ask questions like that. Don't ever be afraid to ask questions. Um, cause that's how you're going to get better, right? You know, just ask questions, ask a lot of questions and talk and be as open as you feel comfortable with. I mean, it, there are still some things that I haven't said to my therapist and it's not like it would affect my personal growth though. So if it affects your personal growth, definitely don't be afraid to talk to your therapist because you know, they're, they're the professionals. They know what you need and, and what you don't need and you know, things like that. So, but we'll start from like the beginning here. I know I kind of jumped the gun on that one, but you know, my personal experience, um, I went into the mental hospital for the first time and that, that may be some ways that other people, you know, got their first therapist too. And, um, I went into the mental hospital for the first time and then I got, um, assigned in a, you know, a therapist. And then from there, when it was time for me to graduate from an outpatient program, um, I, I went through multiple therapists. Um, I could not find the right one for me. One of them I really, really liked, but he was too expensive. Um, and that's another issue with, I, I, and I'm, I plan on making this like a whole episode, but that's an issue with the, with the mental health, um, community is that so many people don't have mental health insurance, so they can't go get their, they can't go to therapy. Um, and they can't pay out of pocket. And in my situation, I was having to pay out of pocket because my insurance wouldn't pay for it. Or they only paid like $5. And it was a $100 session. Um, he was great. And it just got to be where I couldn't pay it because I needed to see him every week. Um, that's just where I was in my mental health journey was I needed to be there every week. And can't do that that's you know four hundred dollars a month it was rough um so unfortunately i had to leave him i went to a few others you know one of them would just call in all the time all the time it took me forever to get into her and then she would call in um you know and she couldn't do our session um i mean things like that you have to take care of yourself it's like if i'm not a priority to this one then it's time to move on and find one that will make me a priority. So, um, I went to the, I ended up having to go to the hospital again, uh, a couple years later. And, um, 
it uh it was a little easier to find a therapist that time um i found one that i had known uh since i was a kid because i had seen her when i was 10 years old due to my um social anxiety selective mutism and all the teachers and all them told my parents to take me to therapy and you know that wasn't the right solution but my parents were just clueless as to what to do so they did what they thought was right by you know doing what they told them to do um and so I did that and it was humiliating but it wasn't having anything to do with the therapist so I actually use her again I've seen her for four years um actually this month so I, it's been a process, y'all. It's a process. And if it, if it takes a little time, it does suck, but you just got to hang in there, hang in there as best as you possibly can. And, and just keep trying to find that right therapist. Um, and you'll know, you'll know when you have the right one. Um, you know, you can't you can't give up on the process um because i know the way i felt i felt like nobody cared about me um so why should i care about myself but i was staying alive for my family and i was staying alive for my dog and so you have to find things to stay alive for while you're on this journey because this journey especially when you're first starting is so difficult because you're finding your way around things you're learning about these different therapies you're you're learning about all kinds of stuff learning about yourself and it's very very exhausting but it's so freeing it's so freeing so you know i'm going to tell you the honest truth about therapy and how it can be it's just so draining and so exhausting but I'm also going to tell you that when I walk out that door on Friday afternoons, I feel like I can take on the world again. And I just need that reset every Friday. And there's nothing wrong with that. At first, you know, I was a little ashamed. Oh, you got to go to weekly therapy. Well, you know, that's me. It has nothing to do with anybody else, right? So the the biggest thing, though is that you want you you have to want the help you have to want the help if therapy is going to work because if you're just going there just because you're being told to go there it's not going to work you're not going to have a breakthrough because you're going to be so closed off to what the therapist is saying and you're just going to be wasting everybody's time so you have to want the help and at, at some point you're gonna want the help at some point if it's not right now it'll be in the future because eventually unfortunately you know things get too heavy and uh you're gonna need that therapist to kind of help you carry some of that load so um so for the first time um i'll tell you for the first time uh, going to the therapist, you, uh, you know, find one that, that fits your needs, you know, do it like you do with a regular doctor or, you know, 
any kind of doctor where you, you know, find their website or a, or a review online, look up those reviews. I mean, look up, um, look up everything that you need to know. If you feel like you need a, a female therapist, you can find that information online. If you feel like you need a male, you can find that information online. They put that there now. Um, do your research. Do a lot of research. Um, once you get in, um, you know, if y'all don't, uh, if y'all don't mesh quite well, well, you know what? Okay. Take two. Plan B. Let's, let's try again, you know? But I will say, you need to give it probably about a month to see if y'all really don't connect because the first couple sessions are gonna be awkward because you don't know who this person is and yet you're telling them your inner inner demons and inner secrets and stuff you know so it's 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 a little yeah it's it's awkward you know give it give it a little time see how you see if you feel a little more comfortable as you keep going you know don't just go for the first session and then you don't like this person you don't go back um because it's not fair it's not fair to your journey and it's not fair to you so just give it about a month I'd, I'd say a month and if it's still just not working then okay it's time for plan b um but that first time the um you know be prepared to answer a lot of questions um, this is how the therapist is going to learn about you and, and what you need and, you know, what your diagnosis might be. Um, and, and be honest, be truthful with your answers. Because if you, I mean, if you're not honest, then they're not going to be able to help you the right way, you know? Um, you know, because they ask so many questions, they're, they're doing this for your treatment plan, um, and a safety plan even so a treatment plan is just basically what it is it's exactly what it says it's a treatment plan that can help you um you know work through work through each session and um and and get to that end goal that you have for yourself which is to whether it's to not have to go so often or to not have to go I wouldn't recommend just quitting completely ever um that's just me though but a treatment plan is very very important so that's why the therapist is, is going to ask you a lot of questions um so just be prepared for that and you know tell them if you have any anxiety tell them you know you've got anxiety because that's what they're there for they're probably going to pick it up anyway because they can they can read body language and facial cues and all that stuff but tell them you know okay I just need to take a minute you know do what you got to do to take care of yourself um and you know from there you're going to talk about your goals uh both long term and short term so you know for example a short term would be to um be be able to stand up for yourself to your to your spouse or to your sister or something like that um and that's a short-term goal um because it's it's manageable to do within even a month and a long-term goal would be more like uh cutting down the amount of sessions or you know things like that 
so basically um you know each session is this problem solving session so you're gonna walk in there um and and everybody's different so you know don't hold me to this but it's basically how it works you're gonna walk in there therapist is gonna ask you how you're feeling how are your moods how's uh if you have depression and anxiety how are those um you know you know personalized questions depending on what you deal with or what you battle with you know um and then you you sit down and, and you tell them this is how i'm feeling and then from there uh the therapist will put their expertise into play and and help you through that and help you through that problem kind of bring you back down to reality um you know it's a therapist's job to just kind of in a way get it out of you because if you're feeling depressed you know you want to cry or you want to vent or yell at somebody you know and it's the therapist's job to kind of get that out of you and and give it that that solution or that um helpful you know helpful tidbits as to how to present those emotions because you don't want to just blow up at somebody you know so they'll help you on how to release those emotions in a very healthy way um it's it's very very informative but it's also a very oh man you really get to know yourself in therapy um you you get to know more than what you thought you knew because it's like i thought i could do that but i can't okay but the thing is is that it's okay and your therapist will tell you that it's okay if you can't do it right now let's work to let's work towards that that can be another goal you know we'll work towards like for me um with social anxiety i can't go into the store by myself um so one of my I'd say it's like, it's not really a short-term goal anymore, Um, but it is a goal to be able to go into a store by myself and not have a panic attack, and I have to take baby steps to do that, and I've made a lot of progress, you know, since I've had my therapist, and it's, you know, you're, you're dealing with all these emotions, okay, so let's find a way to work through them, you're dealing with you know the anxiety okay let's find a way to to push through it to maneuver around it whatever it's going to take depending on what you need and for me it was more like kind of going around it not just through it and um exposure therapy is one that um i'm not too fond of but it could help somebody in in multiple multiple ways and um i i I wouldn't i'm not gonna drag it because i know that it's helped a lot of people but it didn't help me because um i had a therapist one time try to just make me stand up and do a speech just all of a sudden and i couldn't do it and this was in a group therapy i couldn't do it and then i just felt like i was a failure the rest of the day okay so she didn't mean to do that but I know that exposure therapy is not for me. Um, I've, I've 
that was the first time I've tried it. I've tried it, I think, three times total, and uh, it was all just kind of a dumpster fire for me. So, exposure therapy is out for me. But if I can make those baby steps to being able to go to the store by myself, then progress is progress. You know what I mean? And your therapist is really going to help you through that. Um, that's, that's one of the main things is that, you know, they want to get you to a point where you can live your life as normally as possible. And when you do have a breakdown that it's okay to, to talk to them about it, it's okay to cry in the room and feel like you're on, you're just in heaven after that, because that's what they're there for. It's like a manual, like reset button, and that's what I call it. It's just I need, I need my, I need my reset, and so I get my reset every Friday. Um, I, I am very open that I have therapy on Fridays. Um, my family knows. Okay, can't plan anything on Fridays until either after my therapy session or just not at all. Um, I don't do, I can't do doctor's appointments on Fridays. Um. You know, I can't do any of that because Fridays are for therapy and um, for me. So, um, a couple questions um, is, do you have to be sick to go to therapy? No, you don't have to be sick. If you feel like you need therapy, whether it's for a divorce, for a, I don't know, even a, you know, a historical event, we've got so many things going on right now you can go see a therapist you don't have to be you know mentally ill you don't have to have depression and anxiety you don't have to have all that um because therapy can can help everybody and I'm one of the people that says that even when you feel like you're healed don't ever completely quit therapy um maybe just go once a month or even once every two months something like that you know um because I feel like therapy can really keep you keep you level-headed in case something major does happen then you're more ready for it um whether you're whether you go every week or every two months or something like that you know you're more ready for it because you're you're already ahead you're already ahead you know so no you don't have to be sick um especially divorce i mean that's that's gotta i've never been divorced but that's gotta be pretty uh traumatizing so really hard emotionally so yeah go to therapy there's nothing wrong with that um how long will you have to go that would depend on you honestly um you and the situation that you have presented to the therapist um or situations um, it, it really just depends on you, your case, your situations. Um, I've been in it every week since at least April of 2017, um, with this therapist. And then before that, I was in it for, um, another three. So, I mean, it's been about seven years of, of weekly therapy and, you know, it is what it is. I'm okay with going every week because I know that's what I need we tried you know bi-weekly and I couldn't do it and you know what that's okay it's 
totally up to you. You you just be honest with the therapist. They'll know whether you're ready or not. Or they'll ask you if you're ready or not. And if you're not, it's okay to say no. You're not ready. You still you still need your sessions. That's all. Um, how do I choose the right therapist? Well, like I mentioned before, um, you know, go on websites, go on Google, go on, um, you know, whatever the, whatever websites there are just, and, um, you know, look at reviews, look at, um, some of them will say whether they take your health insurance plan, whether they're, you know, what their gender is. I mean, it's got all kinds of information. So definitely go online and do that. Make a list of who you would want. Don't just, I wouldn't choose just one to begin with. Maybe choose two or three just in case, you know, the first or second one doesn't work out. Then you always have that third to back up on or fall back on. And, um, you know, and then you just try it. And sometimes you get lucky and it's the first one. And that's great. But sometimes you need to go to that third one or that fourth one and that's okay too you have to do what's best for you if you don't feel comfortable with that therapist then definitely just go somewhere else or you know if you can't pay like in my situation go somewhere else and it, it's okay to have to take care of yourself you don't you don't have to be stressed about the the money um because you have a choice to go find another therapist so I would urge you to do that so that you're not stressed about the money situation um will you have to talk about your childhood um <laughs> basically for me that is what I'm in there for um, it just depends on your situation. I mean, if you're, if you're somebody that's, you know, maybe going through a divorce, then, you know, I guess not, but it's very, um, I don't know. It, it's just got like all the dependencies on you. Um, it depends on your situation, what you're going through. Um, you know, if it's situational depression, then I don't think that you would have to. Um, but honestly, if something, you know, traumatic happened in your childhood, I would definitely talk about it in my opinion, um, because it can help you to, you know, overcome what you are still kind of dealing with, you know? So, I mean, like I said, that's, that's completely up to you, honestly. Um, I do think that the therapist might ask you questions like they will ask you questions about your childhood I'm sure um so you just tell them what you're comfortable with but I mean I I can't I, I can't answer that because everybody's different I mean if I walk into my therapist's office and I'm going through a divorce or um you know my my best friend died and nothing else happened in my childhood then I'd say no, I don't have to talk about my childhood. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's more like a situational thing. So, but yeah, y'all, I mean, I, I always talk about how good therapy is and I wish that, you know, more people would go. I wish that it wasn't so stigmatized. Um, I'm very open about talking to therapy, 
you know, talking about therapy, talking about my therapist, um, you know, not revealing who she is because it's uh, confidential uh, between client and patient, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, I mean, I have no problem saying, oh yeah, I got, you know, when I'm at another doctor's appointment and they say, okay, can you come in on Friday? I said, oh no, I have therapy that, you know, every Friday. I have no problem with that. And I, I hope that you can get to that point too. Um, and I hope that you make the, the, you know, the, the big leap into taking back the control from the depression or from whatever you're dealing with. Um, because that's the thing. It thinks it has all the control, but now you, you take back control and, and call and get yourself an appointment. And I bet you it's not going to work immediately. I tell this to so many people. It's not going to work immediately. There is a, a, I can't think of the word. I'm having just all kinds of, I can't think tonight. So when you turn off the hose for the winter, right? The water hose. And you don't have to use it all winter because you don't have plants to water anything like that you know then when you go to turn it back on during the spring or the summer you know you see the water coming out it's probably going to be brown right it's not going to be the clear water because it's just been sitting there this whole time but eventually the water will start getting a little bit uh clear 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 and then it's finally clear again and that's how i like to describe therapy is that the more you let out and the and the the more that you work through it it's going to become clearer and clearer and clearer and from there is when you can start really really training your brain to do the things that you need it to do like stop thinking intrusive thoughts which is still difficult it's still difficult but you can make them go away a little bit easier um or you can ignore that person that's annoying you at work a little easier and so you have to give it a chance and that's why i say a month um and, you know a month minimum i would say um and i i mean well i say a month to find if you if you can get you know can get find the right therapist after that i mean you're gonna have to you're going to stick with it. it it can't just be a you know sporadic thing because it's just you know it's time to to settle down and and focus on your mental health kind of thing and it's just like that water hose you know the more that you talk about it the more that you <clears throat> work through it you know the clearer that water is going to get and how easier it is to get through your days. There are still going to be hard days. Even though you're in therapy. But. Then when you go see your therapist. You can tell your therapist about that bad day. They'll break, they'll start breaking it down. Like okay so what happened. Um, what made that happen. Things like that. You know. It's, it's, it's so super helpful. To, to have a therapist. To. And, and like I said, you know, it's, you're always like a step ahead if you have one in case something really, really bad happens and 
that's actually what happened to me in January. Um, you know, my best friend died and I have been a wreck ever since. And I'm just now getting to the point where I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit better, a little bit better. I'm just now going outside again. And I mean, that is because I had that a little bit of an advantage by having a therapist already. So I, I urge y'all, you know, don't be ashamed to, to find a therapist. Don't let things stand in your way and you got to take care of yourself. Your mental health is just as important as your physical health. You have, you know, you take care of your physical health, so take care of your mental health too. But, um, yeah, I, that's what it's like to go to therapy and, um, you know, it helps, it helps y'all. But, uh, yeah, so that's all I got. I hope that y'all make that leap and, uh, I love y'all and I will talk to y'all soon. Hey everyone, it's Allie V. Thank you so much for all the support and listening to my podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, please do me a favor and leave the podcast a review. If you would like to be featured in a voice review or become a financial supporter, go to anchor.fm slash btillnesspod. You can also go to my website, writtenbyallyv.com for more information.